0: Hey, this is Frank. You're listening to an Origins episode of the Unbecoming Platypus podcast. Do you ever feel like you have friends who sometimes just don't get each other? This is a podcast that I recorded with two of my friends, Jake and Noah. We find out the hard ways we struggle to communicate better and sometimes succeed, but sometimes not. For years, the three of us have talked about communication and how it's sometimes easier said than done. Even when we're trying to be understanding, our well-meaning intentions often get lost in translation. We decided to share these conversations with the world. Join us as we find out what happens when three friends try to learn how to really talk to each other.
1: There are those who the you know the thing that they think is cool is very lucrative. <laughs> They're really good sure. at doing something and they they wake up every morning excited to do a thing that provides value to the marketplace and people affirm that every day by giving that person money for what they think is cool. Yeah. Um, Then there's Vincent van Gogh who absolutely had to paint and never sold a painting in his life. And he died. And only afterwards uh, was the work that he did deemed valuable. And uh, it's, it's very interesting to see those things transpire because those are sort of the, the two ends of the spectrum. You've got Elon Musk and you've got Vincent van Gogh and both are artists. Um, but sometimes the art you create or the expression that comes up out of you is, uh, not valued until you are not actually there to see the, the fruit of it. Sure. And that's okay. You just do it anyway. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, do you want it to be lucrative? I struggle with that. Um, I think that there is a survival mechanism in me. That absolutely wants to work hard and create something that makes me wealthy. Absolutely.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: When I go down that path, it is manic and it is um, unbalanced. And I go through a period where I work really hard and then I watch myself go into this trough of depression and I have to recover from that. When I am simply expressing in a genuine way and uh being myself and doing what I think is cool, mm-hmm. um, it has nothing to do with making money and it has everything to do with being true to the thing I'm trying to express. So it's a balance. Yeah, of course I want it, but I really can't focus on it.
0: Yeah. Well, I think you're shorting yourself a bit, but, and I'm, uh, I'm what shorting your shorting, shorting yourself. Uh, I mean, because you did something in the past doesn't mean you'll do it again. And well, I did it as recently as last month, but you did what <laughs> focused on money.
1: Yeah. How? Oh, I just, I get into these little projects and, um, and they kind of take me away. And, uh, usually my projects are something like music, something that doesn't, it just exists for its own sake. Yeah. Um, recently I've started thinking more about business. Um, it's a piece of me. We've actually talked about this before. I think where, um, I find it repellent. Uh, I find there's something inside of me that reacts negatively to sales culture, to, uh, to business in general. Yeah. Um, there are archetypes in my mind. And I think that oftentimes our society actually teaches us these things. If you look at a comic book, for instance, um, it's the poor orphan kid who, uh, gets the superpower and the evil villain is usually some rich guy, who has enough money to, you know, destroy the world. Mm-hmm. Um, these archetypes are in our cultural consciousness and we see it play out on, on, you know, every day. It's like, Oh yeah. You know, the, the oil pipeline, it burst again and they're getting fined, but they're not apologizing and we're displacing, displacing native Americans and stuff. There's like an association of evil with money Jesus says it's harder for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. These narratives have been uh, very foundational in my makeup. And as I see those things that are repellent, or I would use the word disgusting to me, I start to acknowledge that those worst case scenarios are really my brain saying, you're capable of that too. Um But that doesn't mean that business itself or making money itself is wrong. So for me, um, it's very important to attack those things head on and to say, okay, I'm not just going to live in a world where I believe something without cause. I'm going to explore it. So I've been going down this, this sort of rabbit hole of what does it look like for Jake to be a business person and what are the, what are the, um values that go into that. Okay. Number one, business isn't bad. It's just an exchange that occurs uh between two people. If you take it back to something like trade, it's like, hey, I have apples and you have fish. i have got more apples than I need. You got more fish than you need. What if we traded for that and then yeah. we both have both. That's right? literally it. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. At at its core, this is this is collaboration. It's just teamwork of a society. It's how we grow mm-hmm. and flourish. Um, So how does Jake become okay with business? It's to provide value, to provide something that I actually believe in. And I think where it gets a little fuzzy for me is I can believe that I'm providing value, but it's where the sales come in. It's like, I don't want to make you perceive something that isn't true. And this is another disgust element for me. It's like I, I so often feel like we're actually leading, we're, we're we're leveraging the addictive qualities of humans to purchase things that aren't actually adaptive for them so that we can make more money. This is like the big corporation game that I have issues with. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway... It's a long way to say I'm currently in a, a personal experiment to find ways to transact uh, and to exchange currency for uh, services or value, something that I'm creating of my own. And when I jump into projects, I um, put all of myself into them. And what I realized is that for three or four weeks, um, I went down this rabbit hole and there was this, uh, this shadow behind my shoulder that was really had its hands on the wheel. And it was less about what I, what my stated goal was. It was less about, um, everything that I just said. And it was more about, okay, let me make a ton of money. Let me get myself financially stable to the point where I don't have to think about money anymore. And it was, it was very much like, Oh, now I understand what Jesus was talking about. It is really hard for a rich person into the kingdom of heaven because it is, uh, it is possible for you totally to focus your attention in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's really what I'm talking about here is this dichotomy between, Genuine, truthful, sincere expression of of the self, and providing value that you truly have, and seeing that it is lucrative, and focusing on what it can actually gain you.
0: Yeah. What was the thing that happened last month? Uh, just my project. It can't. You canceled it.
1: No. Oh. Redirected. Took a break. Redirected efforts. Uh, restrategized that sort of thing. Gotcha.
0: Sales is just like murder,
1: you know? I don't know. Tell me more. <laughs>
0: well, earlier I alluded to the idea that um, there are some murders that don't seem to make sense. Yeah. And you said, well, that's just what the universe will have be, so to speak.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Uh, what's the difference for sales?
1: Yeah. No, it's true. It's, it's, um, like I said, there's always two. From a universal perspective, there's no actual morality. That which we say is good or evil is just happening. From a personal, social animal perspective, um, there seems to be some responsibility, uh, on the part of the provider. To say what I am providing is in some way beneficial to the society I'm a part of, mm-hmm. as opposed to you know simply uh, existing so that I am enriched.
0: See, that's what I thought about murder. I said, "There's some that don't make sense. Mm-hmm. That why is there a mass murder right there?" There's. They don't need food. They're not taking the money. They're literally, they killed themselves right after they did it. That doesn't seem like it makes sense. Yeah. Selling this crap that is nothing to a bunch of people who just fall victim to it. doesn't seem to make sense, but it's what the universe will have be.
1: It is happening. Absolutely. I mean, I think it comes to, um, sort of the, the social horizon, if you will, how far are we looking? And uh, how far do our definitions go? If that person, uh, is, is murdering willy-nilly, we curb that with laws, right? Yeah. To some degree, we do that in business as well. We have certain regulations that say you have to do this or that or whatever. Right. But we're pretty good at saying that things are beneficial and, uh, providing a reasonable doubt that they are not. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's like Instagram, for instance. It's like, you know, how is this beneficial to society? I can come up with reasons. It it helps connect the uh, consumer to the provider. It helps them find out what they want that maybe they didn't even know. In many cases, this could be a beneficial service or something like that. But what it does is it ends up creating a system in which the the dopamine receptors in my brain that I have a really hard time, you know, controlling and even more if I'm lower on uh on maslow's hierarchy of need i'm just you know grasping at whatever makes me feel good yeah and i'm just being sold shit after shit after shit right and it's like okay but but it's still good right well yeah i guess so we can't we, we don't regulate that um i thought it was really interesting i saw an interview with the ceo of apple and he was like uh yeah, I think people need to spend less time looking at their iPhones. And uh, the interviewer was like, I mean, you're telling people to use your product less? And he's like, I mean, it's personal for everyone. But personally for me, if I find that I'm looking at my screen less often or more often than I'm looking in someone else's eyes, I'm doing it wrong. And I think that that's a pretty good metric for other people who are using our product as well. Hmm. And uh I don't know. This is, this is just interesting. I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong. Ultimately it is just happening, but there is a barrier for me that says, I don't just want to put a product out there for people to purchase so that I become enriched. That is a finite game that I could win. Sure. But it doesn't, it doesn't fulfill me in any way. Sure.
0: I don't think people would purchase it also. The yes, market but, really matters. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Some people think that people like Tony Robbins do this thing you just said. Um, mm. I know you didn't say that, but, uh, and I've thought about this a lot. I've I've read his books and done. I've read several of his courses books. and stuff. Uh, and I find them to be actually very valuable, but. Even for the people who don't read them, who just buy them, which is overwhelmingly high. Someone who they're in such pain that they want an answer right now. Like, how can I get my life in order? Mm -hmm. This purchase does help them through the day. Mm. That might be the hardest day they've faced because it gives them hope and isn't hope something
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that acting in the world as a person who does purchase a book that will help me get to the other side is a step toward the other side. Yeah. It changes who I am. It changes my identity that I, you know, identify as, um, I think that's important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think in personal power or something on like day 10 of he's like, you're in the top 5%. I've
1: heard this a lot.
0: Most of the people yeah. who buy this thing do not make it here.
1: Uh, so weird. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't imagine having a book that I don't read. It's weird.
0: Really? I, yeah. Oh, most people don't read the books
1: they buy? It's not the case for me. <laughs> I I never buy more books than I'm reading like at that current moment.
0: I haven't read tons of books that I have on. I mean, I've started them all, I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But if I start a book and it's bad, I just don't read it.
1: Well, sure. I'm fine with that. But, I mean, I, I would say that's the minority of books that I've picked up. There are some. Yeah. Or some of them I'm just like, I got your point. I don't need to read the rest of this. <laughs> like, Yeah, so, all right. So, how does cause,
0: how does all the things you said solve pain for someone? That's probably what you have to figure out because that's what people buy for.
1: Oh, no, I've already I've got lots of options. What are but they? But I don't want to um yeah. yeah, no, I've I've got ideas for sure.
0: Do you want to brainstorm on one of them?
1: Some of them were more immediately lucrative than others. And I think that the person with the steering wheel Started steering toward those, even though they were less valuable to the consumer. And the guy who was watching the car drive in that direction was like, something's not right here. We were supposed to take a left back there. Yeah. And, uh, that was just a, a moment where I said, okay, let's, let's just put on the brakes. Let's just stop here for a second, figure out why I started heading this direction where I actually want to go and, you know, uh, express some agency here as opposed to just watching myself some do something that I can do. Yeah. Um, no, no, I don't really want to talk about the, the specific expressions of that right now. It's more, um, because I'm still working through them myself. And right now they are a pure expression of what, Jake, that internal process wants to create. And yes. for this moment in time, um, because that is still unknown to me. Um, I don't want outside influence on that. I want it. I, I want to pay attention to that voice that I often silence.
0: Yeah. Are you sure that's true? What's that? What you just said. Yeah. <laughs> There's just no, part of it that's shameful or disgusting or you just don't want to share it because of this type of idea?
1: Uh, shame, disgust. No, um, there's no part of that. Otherwise I wouldn't be talking about doing business in general because that's the, that's the part that's really been disgusting for me. There is an element of, uh, I don't want to fail publicly. Um, why? Uh, it's just a part of who I am. Um, I like to, the way that I've always learned best is to provide myself ample space to fail and fail and fail uh, so that I can learn from those experiences. And I, I just prefer to do it uh, solo as opposed to with outside influence. I, I don't typically like um, the way that I respond to hearing outside influence because I have often lacked the confidence in my own voice and my own um, direction and I listen to what other people have to say. So if I can provide myself that space to, to experiment and fail on my own, then I know that I'm listening to myself. I hear you. And there are all kinds I of arguments against that. I also think it's that.
0: probably short-sighted because your That's fine. your ideas will encounter the public soon if you want to.
1: Have yeah, people there's buy a time them. for that.
0: Um, but yeah, I hear you.
1: Yeah, it's it's just about timing. It's it's not an always thing. It's a I don't want to talk. I about it right now. Yeah,
0: I think you'll get better at it by talking about it, though.
1: I agree. There's a time for that. Yeah. I'm not trying to push you. Okay. Does
0: it feel like I am? Yeah.
1: Why? I don't know that why is an answer that can be asked. Really? To that. It just feels that way.
0: I mean, I'm curious. Is that why?
1: Potentially. I mean, it's mostly just um, there are ways to respond to this. Say, okay, that's fine. You're just keep doing what you're doing. And then there are ways to respond that um, prompt another response.
0: Yeah. That's curious, I think.
1: Sure. You describe it's,
0: it's just curious. the difference
1: between further offense and. Uh, I love neutrality.
0: repellent things. Mm-hmm. So when you're repellent in your answers, yeah. I'm more curious. Interesting. There's nothing that gets me more here than this sort of thing. Really? What, yeah. What are you doing, Jake? Why wouldn't you talk about it?
1: Oh, that's so cool. I find that fascinating. <laughs> um Because I feel it. I feel that. Yeah. And I mean, anytime that you feel it, something like you're going to interpret it, right? You're going to put these layers of meaning and symbol on it.
0: Maybe. I don't feel like it. I feel the total opposite. Yeah. Tell me. Sure. In this moment, I'm like, I don't care about this podcast. I don't care what anyone hears. I don't care what whether we oh, edit this yeah. out. I don't care about anything. But I do want to know what the hell Jake is doing, what this <laughs> project is. And do you want to know being, what I'm
1: doing or you want to know why I won't talk about it?
0: Yeah, both. Why?
1: What, what was not answered by what I just said?
0: I heard... Through the grapevine of our friends, that you were working on a wedding brokerage.
1: What? Yes. (laughs) Oh, that. Oh, that's a side project.
0: Sure. And I saw an LLC get certified at my address. It makes me curious. What's? uh,
1: Well, I I think that I've described it. Like to me, I have far less interest in physical. Uh, hang on. I didn't tell
0: you enough about the wedding break brokerage. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me more. (laughs) What do you see happening there? What is that side project?
1: That side project in terms of the actual like transaction. Yeah. Oh. Um, or like what it means to me. Okay. Yeah. Both. Okay. So, What it means to me is a step into, uh, the material reality, um, taking concepts and and making them realistic while at the same time helping somebody I care about. Um, so it makes Jake jump in and say, I can do this. I don't know. It's like a, it's a scary opportunity to prove to myself that I am this person too. Um, it's like the only people who do things in the world are the ones who believe they can do things. There's nothing special about someone who does it. And someone who doesn't, the only difference is that they took the step Mm -hmm. and yeah. Am I going to face challenges along the way? Is it going to go exactly the way that I think in my mind in this ideal scenario? No, there's going to be, you know, things that have to change there, but uh, I saw an opportunity and presented it to a person and my hope I mean, ultimately, and and this is what's really cool about it is that I want to see that person succeed uh, deeply. <laughs> yeah, I've got personal investment in it too, so that to me is is high value. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Uh, how do you want to close this podcast out today? You want to sing us out? <laughs> great. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hey, it's Frank again. Thanks for listening to an Origins episode of the Unbecoming Platypus podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast to stay updated on future episodes. You can also check us out online at theunbecomingplatypus.com. We hope these conversations inspire you to improve your communication skills and deepen your connections with your own friends and loved ones. Until next time, this has been the Unbecoming Platypus podcast.